Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Well, hello everyone, it's Susie Petrozzi here and welcome to another episode of Empowered Conversations where we get to speak from our core. I'm excited to welcome you, my wonderful guest today who I've known for quite some time now. Um, Her name is Mel Daniels from Mel Business Services and she also happens to be my virtual assistant who also does my Um, content creation, um, social media strategy, and she has her own um, business and she works from home. Um, Why I wanted to speak to her is particularly around this transition that she made from corporate world into setting up her own business. And I just want to dive into her own, into her journey. So let's do that. Mel, hello and welcome. Hi, Susie. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, I really um, I really wanted to have the opportunity to speak to you a little bit about your journey. We go back a little while now. We've worked together mm-hmm. for a number of years. And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate and I, I really, I'm so grateful for about working with you is that you really take the time to get to know somebody and you re- you're so good at getting to the essence of who that person is. I think that's amazing. I think that's an incredible gift to have because then you can translate that so well into the work that you do and it can be felt. So just, you know, right up front, I just want to acknowledge that, um, which, is, which is a testament to you, I guess, in terms of... Um, in terms of how important connection is to you. I remember we talked about that. Yes, most definitely. Thanks, Susie. That's such lovely words. Um, Like you said, I think that connection is a really important part of who I am. Um, I love the face-to-face connection as well as digital connection with people and just really understanding the core of them and their business to be able to provide them a service that really suits them and their business in particular. Mm. Mm, okay, so let's kind of take a step back a little bit and look at because um, look at your own transition from corporate mm. to doing what you're doing now. And I know that you love what you're doing now. Tell me, how did you make that? Um, how did you make that jump? Yeah, so that's a really good question. It's not as if I was working in corporate one day and running my own business the next week. Um, it's actually a process of that happened over about eight years. So um, I was working in corporate and took some time off to have my first child, my son, and um, had every intention at the time of going back to work. Um, It didn't actually pan out that way. Mm. Like life throws you these little curveballs. My husband was given an opportunity to work overseas. So we took a six-month-old baby and... um, moved to London for, for three years and had my daughter there as well. So it's it's not something that's happened overnight, mm. but there's been lots of little transitions and changes and challenges along the way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's been quite a, a long period that um, 
this transition has actually been made. And I think that all of these little things that have happened along the way didn't say to me, oh, Mel, it's your calling to have your own business. It was more about I knew that I didn't want to go back to the corporate world and what did I need to do to make that not happen, basically. Mm, Okay. So, you know, I imagine a lot of people are in that situation where there's all these little things that are happening, whether it be, you know, just the corporate environment of um, maybe not feeling connected to others, maybe it's all too too much pressure, um, disconnected from, you know, what it is that we actually want to be doing and how can that be translated, you know, at work in, in in an in, in a corporate environment, what was some like if we look at one or two key transitions that you talk about, the small ones, you know, maybe it was mm. having a baby. I don't know. I know that was a big one for me. What mm. was it for you that was kind of that tipped you over, continued to tip you over into really considering um, what's next for me? Mm. So firstly, I want to say that I absolutely loved what I did in the corporate world. Um, I loved the people that I worked with. I loved the type of work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just knew that it was, the, it was more about the being in the environment, the corporate environment that I wasn't really keen on going back to, you know, the travelling to work, the feeling um, of pressure that you had to be home at a certain time because you have to pick up children and take them to activities and things like that. That was probably more of the reason why I didn't want to go back to to corporate. So it was definitely having children Mm. um, that made me think that I didn't want to go back into the corporate world. And I think that at the time I was definitely in my purpose. So my purpose was to raise my two beautiful children and I loved every single moment of it. And, you know, I had none of that, that guilt about going back to work because I was very, very lucky to have supportive family. So that part of the decision-making process was never an issue with me. It was having the space and the time to be able to spend with my children and really see them learn and grow. And I was totally on purpose um, in that space as well. And I think that over time your purpose kind of shifts. You're not always, you you don't find your purpose and go, yes, I've got my purpose. Um, If I die tomorrow, I'm a happy person. Mm. Um, I think that... You know, there's little things that happen in your life and and it kind of shifts and changes. So I think having children and knowing that I was on purpose really made that, helped me make that decision that I didn't want to go back into the corporate space. Mm, Okay. I love how you, you know, you really acknowledge that um, what purpose was for you at the time because we can often get so caught up around well what is my purpose what is my purpose and yeah you know rightly so sometimes we just don't know we know that we're not happy with something but sometimes we know that we for example have that I don't know if you can say it overarching purpose but we we don't feel connected to it in this moment now for example even now maybe for some people they feel disconnected from their purpose because they're not as active in what they're doing at work in an actual environment. And yet I think that this is such an invitation for us to really step into our purpose um, in the way that you did, for example, when you had the kids. I know for me a big purpose at the moment is homeschooling my kids. 
you know, and and it's not a chosen purpose necessarily, but it, yeah. it is a purpose. And when I can when I can really surrender to that and bring out in me what I have as a person, what my strengths are to bring, to help support them in that, you know, it becomes a lot more effortless and it becomes a lot more um I guess um I you know you could say successful, right? Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, so that's great when we can when we can do that, and you know the way that you knew that then. Um, so what I'm curious then is what happened for you when when maybe the little ones, you know, your your beautiful children started to get a little bit older. Yes, and you started to think, okay, well, they're maybe going to go off to daycare or preschool or kindy. What were you? What was going on for you? Yeah. So, and that, and that's exactly what did happen. So I found that around school age, preschool age, that they didn't need me as much. So, you know, they didn't need me to address them, to mm. brush their teeth, um, you know, all the little things in, in life that you help them with. And going off to school as well, obviously meant that I have more time to myself, um, more time to be present within myself and to think about what it actually was that I wanted to do with my life next. So I think that that was kind of like the real catalyst for me, realising that they didn't need me as much. So then it was kind of, well, okay, so what do I do with this time and space now? Mm. And so what started, can I say, <laughs> percolating for you? What ideas started to kind of blossom for you, yes. where yes. was your mind going? Because, hang on, let me just check. Were you on maternity leave with your corporate job or had you completely, had you resigned by this stage? Yeah, so I had to resign. So when we okay. moved overseas, I had to resign, um, unfortunately, and I was devastated because it meant that I wasn't, right, it was okay. final. It was mm -hmm. final. I was never going to go back. Um, obviously, things changed when we were overseas and I really was enjoying being a mum and meeting new people and interacting and connecting with new people there. So, hence, my, I was um, totally in, in the moment and on purpose at the time. Um, so, when I made the decision that it was time that I wanted to do something for myself, that I knew that I didn't want to go back into the corporate space, it was like, well, what do I do? I had um, spent time doing a lot of volunteering at my children's school, so I actually thought that I was going to retrain as a teacher. Oh. And Yeah. So I thought, yeah, this, this, this is it. Um, I love to teach people. And ever since I was in, I remember I had a teacher in year one in primary school and she was the most beautiful person um, and I was just in love with her. I was so in love with her and that's when I was inspired to become a teacher. So all throughout my primary school years and my high, most of my high school years, that's where I was headed. I was going to be a teacher. Um, things didn't pan out that way and I didn't end up becoming a teacher. So I thought that I would practice being a teacher by actually teaching ethics at my um, children's school. Mm. Yeah, so I spent um, probably two, three years doing that and decided that I couldn't be a teacher. <laughs> like I was just amazed at um, the amount of effort that goes, not that I'm a, you know, I don't want to try and, and try new things and put effort into things, but it was a hard job. Oh, yeah, was, I hear you. <laughs> it was, 
just even from a behaviour perspective, like just yeah. controlling children, mm-hmm. not controlling, that's that's not the right word, but um, trying to lead mean, them yeah. down a certain path yeah. Yeah. was just um, beyond my capabilities. And obviously I had no formal training in it, mm-hmm. but I was just like, wow, I'm not sure that I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that kind of led me thinking, well, what are my skills? What can I share with the world? At the time, I was really into cake baking and decorating. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is this is going to be my business venture. Mm-hmm. But once I looked into it, there was too many roadblocks. Um, I couldn't see it being financially successful. Um, so then I was still looking at my skill set. You know, what are my skills that I can actually do? What can I do? Mm. And one day I had this epiphany that it was it's not about my skills, it's about what I love to do. And I went back to that teaching kind of um, uh, light bulb moment and realised that I'm about empowering people. I'm about empowering them to succeed um, and guiding them and showing them a particular path and that I really love to serve people as well. So then it was just kind of like the universe also spoke to me at the same time and I had a lawyer friend actually who was going through an exceptionally busy period. Um, She was a sole trader and she asked me just to come and help her out. So I did that and then I realised that I could provide these kinds of services and skills to a broader audience and that I could do it on my own terms as well. So that's how I came to actually transition into um, owning my own business. And even now I'm still in that transition process, you know, after we spent some time together at the Empowered Woman Live Retreat, um, you know, things have really changed for me Mm -hmm. and I've realised a lot of different things. My business is going to be. Mm, isn't that interesting? Okay, um, I'm going to come back to that last point that how things are still transitioning. Um, a question that I have about what you've shared so beautifully around how your purpose has evolved is um, because you saying it now sounds like you were so patient with yourself. <laughs> I haven't been patient with myself. Oftentimes I wanted things there and then. I may be, you know, um, I can be sometimes, yeah, very impatient and I can also be very patient depending on what's happening. I'm just curious, were you patient with yourself around that? Did you, you know, like with the cake thing, were you going, well, okay, this is it and hopefully this will work? Yeah, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that I was patient, Susie. Um, I'm, I'm generally an overachiever, so I've been an overachiever all my life. Um, so I was really... Um, really anxious to find out what that thing was, what I needed to put all of my energy into. Mm. Um, so I don't think that I was patient in that respect. When I was at the retreat as well, when I, you know, wrote down exactly what my purpose was going to be, even then I don't think that I was patient. I was like, right, what are the, what are the five things that I need to do to achieve this purpose? <laughs> Give me a checklist and I'm going to tick them all off now. Um, you know, I was really, I was really gung-ho. But when I came home and reflected upon it and, um, you know, just daily look at my, my new beliefs, my mm. new self-beliefs, one of them is life is easy and joyous. Mm. And so to me, 
to me, that reminder every day life is easy and joyous is that I know that I'm taking those steps every day to reach what my purpose is and to fulfill that fully. But along the way, I'm still within my purpose because I still have the opportunity to connect with people. I still have the opportunity to teach them things. Mm-hmm. Like even this afternoon, I've got a, a, um, a call with someone who's been following me on social media for a very long time. We are finally going to connect and I'm going to have the opportunity to teach her something about an email marketing platform. So, you know, there are, there are still these opportunities to teach mm-hmm. and to inspire other people and to serve. Um, but when that comes into full fruition, it's going to be absolutely amazing and I know it's going to come. Mm. Okay. So, wow. Okay. So what's very clear, particularly from when you intentionally, when you set that intention around really wanting to clarify your purpose and for you part of a pathway through which you chose to do that was by doing the retreat um, which I facilitated in, I think it was November last year, um, and we did some work on that. And um, what you've continued to do since then is that you've continued, so having come out with that purpose statement um, through a process that we did at the retreat, you continue to stay in the question around, you know, how can I, how can I be more in purpose around this? Actually, can I ask, can, is it okay if I share your purpose? Because it's actually on your blog, so it's, it's publicly available. <laughs> oh, okay, totally. So what, you, so what you had around that time, which, um, which you came to, through a process at the retreat, is I want to share my love and knowledge to inspire, teach, and encourage others to allow us all to live a fulfilled and connected life which is really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I see you doing that in the work that you do. I mean, I'm always learning from you um, in terms of um, certainly um, content creation, but also technologically what it is, but also just the little things, how things can work, particularly when we, when we have those um, moments of connection when we meet. Um, so you're now staying in the question around how can I teach on a level where I'm going to be complete, where I'm fulfilled, you know, where this fulfills me. And I think that um, the point that I want to make to that is that we really need to sometimes stay in that, stay present to that. Otherwise, you know, when we're impatient, it's like, well, is it this, is it that? Kind of allow ourselves to receive it, to create space to receive it. And, you know, you and I were just speaking about this before we hopped on on the, yes. on the call is that, I think that this yes. time now, this space that we have, you know, that what we're living through now with COVID, you know, um, social distancing, having to stay at home, is that we're hopefully for a lot of us, well, we are through force measures, creating that space that will maybe get us to just be a little bit more patient, to slow down, to be able to receive so much more of what it is that we're actually here to do. And I can feel that too. And the interesting thing for me is that it's almost like I'm going back to my basics of the work that I've done. So for a long time, I've done these retreats, I've done online stuff, which all of that is still available. But what I'm being really drawn to now is is the basics of, you know, the work that I did around clinical psychology, around counselling and even going a little bit deeper and going, oh, this is juicy. I'm loving this. Isn't that interesting? I'm observing myself. Oh, how can I bring more of that to my clients? And it's 
it's really inspiring and it's exciting, but all of this stuff in between has helped me grow to really embrace that on a whole new level. So hearing you say, you know, share your journey, it's like everything you've gone through, even, even doing the ethics class, you know, in some way has really strengthened your teaching in a way that's more passionate and purposeful. Whereas if you had gone down that path of teaching at schools, oh my gosh, you'd probably end up being a very, very grumpy person as we all end up if we're doing jobs that we don't like. Um, yeah. And what I love is listening and say, well, you know, a few key points is I was taking notes is what's helped you to come to those points is, this is really interesting, which is important, being, um, having time to do, I think time to do something for myself. I think you said time. I can't understand my writing here now. <laughs> but the key point was something for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. to do something, maybe to think for yourself, well, even space to think. Um, and I think that as women, particularly when we have kids, and even if we don't, for those who don't have children, that that can sometimes be um, difficult because as women, we give so much of ourselves. And when we're giving so much of ourselves, we're also sabotaging the space to be able to really check in on what it is that we want to do. So I love that you've, you have always remained to me. It sounds like you've remained connected to that. Um, so much so that now your mantra is life is easy and joyous. And I love that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take that mantra and (laughs) run with that a little bit. And, and, you know, I encourage everyone who's listening to really have that, um, have that a lot more, I guess, um, let it be present that life is joyous and easy because I know that when we talked about this, this is, I know for me, this is, this is true that, we had shared very similar beliefs around how we've grown up or how we've learned to do work and it's that you work hard. Yes, absolutely. Unless you work hard, you don't get the reward. Um, You know, so to me that translated to working too hard and that's probably also translated to um, my continual need to achieve things in my life and the external validation that goes with it. So I think that um, being able to flip that and, and remind myself that life is easy and joyous, um, it just opens up a whole new world of possibilities. Um, so when I feel like I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed or a little bit stressed about a certain situation, then I just bring myself back to that little mantra of life is easy and joyous Mm -hmm. as a little reminder that it doesn't have to be this way, that it can be easy. (laughs) Tell me a bit about that. (laughs) Oh, it is. It's it's a very um, very conscious effort to bring myself back to that space. So obviously it's um, based on a self-sabotaging belief that I have that um, life is hard and you have to work hard to get anywhere. So having that be part of my um, self for most of my life to Mm. then kind of say to yourself, no, that's not true. This Mm. is the new normal. This is is how it is. Um, It does take some conscious effort. Like I'm not saying that... Um, you know, I'm a high vibe, high energy person 100% of the time. Um, it does, life does get on top of you sometimes, but coming back to that, that mm. life is easy and joyous for me is really important, um, kind of like grounding that um, 
it doesn't have to all be hard work and it doesn't have to be stressful and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You can look at it a different way. Mm. Um, I love that. So I want to ask more about that. So okay. what continues, what continues to help you to stay, I guess, to remind yourself of that and to align your life more with um, that belief, that new belief um, or an alternative belief, I don't want to say new, that life is easy and joyous. Mm. So I know that you've talked about um, really reminding yourself and, you know, certainly challenging the thinking, so using the logic, which I think is really important, when we're, particularly when we're in a stress situation, although it doesn't always work. But what are some other things in your life that you'll continue to do to help you um, firstly embody this belief and know that, you know, your worth, your, your worth, your, you as a person are worth of having a life that is joyous and easy. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's about um, a physical reminder. So um, I have an artwork that's sitting in front of me right as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually has those words written on it and it also has my other um, empowering belief, which is my needs deserve to be fulfilled. So, so for me, it's a physical reminder. Um, so every day when I come into my workspace to sit down and, and work, it's just a, a, something that's in front of me that is the reminder. So because I'm um, always looking at it and it's always visually there in front of me, it's far easier for me to actually embody that um, and, and for me to remind myself of those things um, because it's physically in front of me. Mm, I love that. Um, so on a, on a physical level, I think when we can anchor some of, some of the changes that we've um, made or what we're working towards can really help then reinforce um, those changes within. And, in fact, this morning I was listening to a podcast by maybe Cara or Clara Still on how we can work with the five elements, so water, air, space, um, fire and you know environment is our environment is space so it's working with ether and if we don't like our space it's going to then affect how we feel internally and what we allow to flow and not flow so you know it's something certainly that you're working on that external level with with space with your own space to then impact your internal level because everything is so connected mm -hmm. um, and I can see behind you I can you know see that things well those of you listening, you can't see, but because we're interviewing via Zoom right now, <laughs> that everything's you know, neatly organised, things are nice and, and I like that too. You know, I need that space because our space will either um, hinder us from doing what we want to do and creating the kind of life that we want or um, help us and align us more with that. Um, mm. Thank you, Mel. So I want to know... So now in your business, okay, I want to know a little bit about, yes. um, you know, what, you, what are some of the challenges that you find now and what do you, mm. you know, what do you do to overcome those? Yeah. Okay. So when I first started my business, I would say my biggest challenge was a fear of failure. And I'm sure that a lot of people can, um, you know, recognize this as well. So, like I said, I was always an, overachie an overachiever and I always had people saying to me, oh, you know, you're so, you must be so proud of this or your parents must be so proud and, you know, it was always that positive reinforcement of the achievement. 
So here I was being out of the workforce for, for eight years, which is a, a long time before I made this decision to um, have my own business. Mm. And I think that also a lot of women who do take the full-time um, mum um, pathway mm. realise that you lose your confidence. You lose your confidence in your abilities yeah. to be able to work in a business environment. And I like I, I, I saw this so much, um, you know, the school pickups and drop-offs. These amazing, brilliant, vibrant women um, just had no confidence whatsoever. And I was one of them. I was absolutely one of them. So that fear of failure and overcoming, trying to overcome that was absolutely my biggest challenge when I first started um, mm -hmm. my business. Don't ask me how I overcame it. I think <laughs> I just... You know, it was just um, support from my family. Yeah. Like my husband is so amazing. Um, I know that you're very lucky as well, Susie, to have yeah. such amazing support and an amazing um, partner as well. So he was a catalyst um, mm. in, in helping me get over this, just giving me the encouragement um, and the reinforcement that it was something that I could do um, and just taking that deep breath yourself and going, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I can really do this. Mm. So, so in essence, what you're saying is you, you never really backed off. You never stopped. So what I mean by stop, you didn't give up on what you wanted to do. No. And, yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, no, I didn't. And that's not to say you didn't, you didn't think, you know, um, you, you didn't have those, um, you didn't have those doubts and that sense of, am I going to do this? It's like my first retreat. Oh, I want to pull out. <laughs> I mean, really, like, no, it's not going to happen. No one signed up. And, um, and even though I had a small number, I, I went ahead and did it. And, gosh, mm. it was the most transformative experience. And mm. so, which mm. kind of takes me on to the next question because no matter, um, you know, it's, it's not always about numbers to start off. I mean, yes, business has to be about numbers. Um, for me, I don't know, for me, it's about first and foremost, do I love it? And... Does it, does it energize me? Does it nourish me spiritually what I do? It has to. It has to tick all of those boxes. And then I always say my mantra is that money will happen. Money will take mm. care of itself. And that's mm -hmm. not because I don't – so it's not because I don't strategize about that. I do. But that's not the first, the first factor that drives it. Um, so what I wanted to ask you then more about is um, – you know, having a business, it's like the biggest um, self-development program that you can enroll in. <laughs> Holy <laughs> dilly, yes yeah, it is. Yeah, so tell me, what do you continue to learn about yourself? What do you want to continue to learn? Because in one of your blogs, you wrote so beautifully how we're all work in progress and we all are in our, and, you know, and I want to continue to be because I don't want to stagnate. I want to continue learning and evolving. But what about you? What do you continue to learn? Yes. Okay. So that's a really great question. So I'm continuing, continuing to learn, like you said, that this is a work in progress, that it's okay for it not to be perfect. Mm. Um, it's okay for it to happen organically. Um, I don't have to mastermind every single little step. Mm. I'm learning that change is also okay. Um, 
So, you know, if you transition within your business itself, that's, that's okay. Um, I'm learning that I don't have to do everything myself. And I think that that's a really important one as well, that mm-hmm. it's okay to get help from pe- other people, um, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is. It's really important to at those right right moments of transition to get the support and the help that you need mm. to, to get through. Like just as a, a little example, I've just started working with a, a business coach mm. to help me transition into a new focus for my business. Um, mm. Like 12 months ago I would have said, oh, you don't need a business coach. Why do you need to pay someone to tell you how to run a business and, you know, um, why do you need to pay someone to be accountable why can't you just do that yourself? Um, but I can see now the benefits of that. So getting the support in terms mm-hmm. of the transition is, is really um, important. And I think I'm also probably learning that um, I have a lot of gratitude in my life. I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, so every time I send out an invoice, I'm like, this is so amazing that these women entrust me with their little business babies um, and they're willing to let me help them and serve them um, and I'm always grateful for that. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love how you do that, Elias. That's such a beautiful, it's like a little ritual, isn't it? Gratitude ritual can be implemented in so many different ways. Thank you for sharing that one. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, that's gorgeous. very true. You know, you don't have to necessarily mm. journal on something or you don't need mm. to um, intentionally say three things that you're grateful for every morning whilst they're mm. wonderful things. Um, there are little other little mechanisms in, in your life and moments that you can be grateful for and yeah. implement it. Um, so that's, that's just one way that mm. I do it. At the moment, my daughter uh-huh. um, had a project to come up with a gratitude poster um, for school. And it's just been the most amazing experience for us as a family. Um, It's really shifted the energy in the house. So being grateful for things, Mm. even even when you think that there is nothing to be grateful for, you know, the environment is all about the negativity and fear and anxiety at the moment. Mm. Um, Being able to name one thing every single day that we are all grateful for and every single one of us has a different thing that we're grateful for every day. The smallest things um, can bring you joy and and it's just really shifted the, the energy in our household. It's just been amazing. Mm. So what a wonderful way to, I mean, I want to say get kids involved, but you actually didn't involve the kids. They yeah. kind of involved it, it happened organically through through um, through school. I, I I love that, but that's something that as families we can do. Whether it be through a poster, whether it be at a dinner table that we share a little bit around that, whether it be in the morning, starting the day, or at or at bedtime. And I think that is so important, isn't it? That mm. we stay in that um, that we're constantly open to appreciating what is really going well for us. And, and it helped, I feel that that really helps us align to be more authentic in who we are and to then, you know, in, in your words, um, make our life a lot easier and joyous. Mm. 
and that's that's beautiful yeah so thank you for thank you for um even allowing kind of opening up that space that we can dip more into that and ripple that out ripple that out to listeners ripple that out to each other on a whole new level i mean i know even as this is why i love having these conversations they're empowered conversations around our challenges and how we overcome them because mm. one it brings me into that state brings the speaker into or my my guest into that space space but also the listeners every conversation is so transformative when it's of a particular level um mm. all right so uh last Last few questions I want to ask you before we kind of start to wrap it up. What do you absolutely love about your work right now, whether it be, you know, technically, whether it be the actual skills or I don't care what it, what is it, but I want to hear more about it. Mm, Okay. So first and foremost, it's the amazing people that I get to connect with. Um, I'm just so lucky that I have so many amazing clients and I have so many amazing business friends as well. Um, that opportunity that's been given to me to be able to enjoy that um, part of me that I really love, the connection piece. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that as well. Um, I absolutely love that part of my business. Um, also that every day is different. Oh, my goodness. It's like one day I could be writing a blog for a music school and the next <laughs> day I'm, you know, strategizing with um, a literacy um, delivery program, you know. So it's just absolutely so different in terms of the people, the work um, and the industries that I work with as well. So I love that differentiation. Mm. just brings a new um, energy to every day because you're never Mm. quite sure what's going to happen. So that's kind of like the fun piece of it as well. And then I would say that I'd love that um, I'm on purpose with, with my with my business as well. So I think that um, the opportunities that I get to um, indulge in my purpose every day is, is fantastic. And just knowing that I'm taking those baby steps to something even bigger and better in terms of my purpose is really mm. exciting as well. So I love all of those things about mm. my, 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 my business. Okay. So um, do you miss corporate world? Do you miss no. the corporate <laughs> Love it. I don't, I don't like, I just think um, when I make those trips into the city to go and Uh do shopping, well, not at the moment, but you know, in past life and hopefully future Uh life, um, you know, go to dentist, all those sorts of things. I look at the people I pass in the street and I don't see light in their eyes. And um, I can, that I can really relate to that because I've seen that. And yes, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. Yes. Um, yet this conversation I'm having with, with you now and the conversations I have with my other clients and business friends, there is always that passion um, and there is always the light in the eyes. So I, I, don't miss, um, I don't miss interacting with people who don't have the light in their eyes, if, if that makes sense. Of course does it does. Sense? I, yeah. yeah, of course it does. Yes. I can, again, I can relate to that. And I know that so many listeners will be able to relate to that. And if they can, okay, if they can, if they, if you can leave them with a few tips, particularly for those who are considering, or maybe they're dreaming about something different, or maybe they would love to do something outside of um, the corporate 
um, corporate or, or could be, you know, some, some, you know, they could be in state health like I was, what, what might you want to share with them? What, what piece of wisdom, what kind of encouraging words? Um, I guess I would say just do it. Like if, even if you just take the baby steps, the baby steps will lead to the momentum that you need to make the change so you can be on purpose. Mm. Um, understanding your purpose, I think, is, is really important um, as well. And, and like I said, though, purpose is not just a destination. It's like something that's always evolving. Mm. And people talk a lot about finding your passion and, you know, when you, when you are working with your passion and it doesn't feel like work, I kind of think that it's more about being open. It's being about open to questioning what it is that you like to do. Yeah. Uh, rather than thinking I have to find my passion and I, or I have to find my purpose and once I do that, everything will be fantastic. Mm. It's more of a journey mm. uh, to get there. So I think that there, if there is something that you really want to do, that believe in yourself and think of three things that you could do in the next month um, mm. to make those things happen in your life. Like yeah. I said, it's not destination. It's more about the journey to get there. So, and we all need to remember that, don't we? Um, okay, so essentially, um, and, and I know that you're so big on this, you know, and we, I know this is important to me as well that, if we have something, we want to try something, do it. Just take action. Just freaking take action. Like it doesn't have to be a big one, just small step. Because what happens when we do that is that we start to really align them with that very thing that we want that's within us and then we help to bring it out and then it grows and we strengthen it and then we embrace it and we start to own it. Without action, yes. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yes. And, I, and, and I know that you have some awesome um, material on your website that can support people in that. And even if they're not going to be working um, online or, or, you know, or if they're questioning, I think there's some great examples on, on even just around action, uh, around planning, around strategizing that can be applicable to so many different situations. So, um, and that, hang on, that can be found on your website, um, which is, can you just remind me what that is? Meldbusinessservices.com.au. So, meld as in M-E-L-D, businessservices.com.au. That's me. Um, yeah, so maybe just um, if you can share a little bit with our listeners about what exactly is it that you provide, even though I mentioned a little bit at the beginning, but from you. Mm. So at the moment, um, I help primarily women in business with um, their administrative and content needs. So things like writing blogs and email marketing um, and social media as well. But I've found over the past four years that I've been doing this that my true passion is around the strategy that's involved mm -hmm. with that. Um, it's not just about producing the content. It's about how can we do that in the most um, efficient as well as effective way and how can we make sure that we use the content that we create 
um, in a in a positive and energetic way. Like I think a lot of people, you know, talk about creating content, and it's such a heavy heavy term and heavy um, heavy con- connotations attached mm. to it because it feels like hard work mm. to a lot of people. Um, so what I want to do is teach people to flip that idea that uh, creating content can be easy and that you need to use it in a way that helps your um, customer or your ideal client go from not knowing anything about you and your service through to um, converting them. So there are ways that you can actually use content um, in really smart and strategic ways to kind of get them along that journey. So that's what I'm focusing on now to mm. help women with that strategic piece and then to actually implement it as well. So um, look at the different ways or part of your sales funnel that you can um, use content and create that customer journey and come out the other end with a, a client who absolutely loves you and your brand as well. Yeah. So, you know, we can all run into that moment. I know I've been there and um, around, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know. I just have to get some clarity before I engage somebody like Mel to work with. No, like, no, no, you've already dug a hole that's too big if you're thinking that way. Really, you should be talking (laughs) before you have clarity. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully I can give you that clarity. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, even you know, there's so much that you could get from that conversation with Mel. So, what's amazing as well is because um, Mel does work um, from home or online. She offers this virtually. Um, she works with clients from really every part of the every every corner of the world. Um, and I'm very grateful to have been put in contact. Um, with you i'm grateful for our working relationship i'm grateful for um the work that you deliver i really appreciate that and that you help me with it's been amazing uh it's kind of like um burden off my back really is you know taking that not not having to worry about that and i know that there will be some exciting things that we'll continue to work on in time to come so, Mel, thank you so much for your time and for your pearls of wisdom and for sharing your your beautiful journey, you know, to coming to how you came to where you are today, how you are living your purpose now, which you um, and, and which you so humbly remind us is is one that keeps evolving. Um, are there any other things that you want to say before we finish up? You remind us of things. <laughs> Yeah, no, just probably just reiterate what you said there, that it is a journey and, Mm. you know, our life is a journey. We don't always have the answers. Um, There's always more than one answer to um, a question or a a problem that you're you're facing, Um, but just stick with it because what the universe presents to you is just so amazing and it's such an amazing learning experience. Um, to be able to continue this journey to um, be within your purpose. Yeah, thank you. And to trust that. I'm just going to add that bit. We've got to trust that, don't we? Thank you so much, Mel. Thank Um, you. Thank you for your time. And so um, 
for anyone who's interested in Mel's journey and some um, great stories and blogs and beautiful tips, um, very helpful and effective tips, um, you can go to Mel Business Meld, so as in M-E-L-D business, services.com.au. Mel, a pleasure to speak with you. Um, again, we'll be in touch very shortly. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful, and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations. Thank you.